This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. It's Freestyle Friday, everybody, and I am Glenn the Geek from Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings from Phoenix, Arizona, and you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network. It's June 10th, episode 1448, brought to you today by Kentucky Performance Products. Good morning, Horse World. They're off in the Belmont Stakes. Not a great start for American Pharaoh, but he will be set to the lead by Victor Espinosa, so he waits no longer right to the front for American Pharaoh in the race to the first turn, but he did not come out of the gate all that well. Frosted is away running in second position. Materiality is third to the outside. A ground-saving run for Mubtahij, who's right behind American Pharaoh into that first turn that made from Lucky. Keen Ice, Taylor Verve, and the trailer is from Ento. The opening quarter mile was 24 seconds flat. A sensible fraction for American Pharaoh, who leads the way on that sweeping first turn here at Belmont Park. And materiality is kept close by John Velasquez running in second position. Mubtahij, Frosted, and Keen Ice are right there. Keen Ice is not far behind at all. He's two lengths off the lead. Then it's made from Lucky. It's four lengths more back to Taylor Verve and Fermento of 48 and four half mile. So it continues to be a moderate tempo of the backstretch here. And it is American Pharaoh who leads the way by three quarters of a length. And materiality keeps the pressure on in second. Mubtahij is third on the inside. And then comes Keen Ice in fourth. Frosted is fifth. Made from Lucky. Ridden along to keep up with the field. He's sixth and he's four and a half lengths off of American Pharaoh. Fremento and Taylor Verver at the back of the pack. So, American Pharaoh is halfway home in the Belmont. Three quarters went in one thirteen and two fifth seconds. And he begins his run into the far turn. Three quarters of a length ahead of materiality in second. And then it's Keen Ice on the outside of Mubtahij. Frosted in traffic behind them. And then made from Lucky on the outside, around the far turn. And American Pharaoh continues to lead the way. He's on top by three quarters of a length. Mubtahij is off the rail. And now he's a length behind in second. And American Pharaoh kicks away. American Pharaoh has opened up a two-length lead as they come to the top of the stretch. And Frosted has moved up into second. And they're into the stretch. And American Pharaoh makes his run for glory as they come into the final furlong. Frosted is second with one-eighth of a mile to go. American Pharaoh's got a two-length lead. Frosted is all out at the 16th pole. And here it is. The 37-year wait is over. American Pharaoh is finally the one. American Pharaoh has won the Triple Crown. And he won again. Oh, God, that was the best. Oh, my gosh. Those who are remembering that race were remembering standing up at the TV, screaming screaming. their heads off. (laughs) Unbelievable. And I watched it with a bunch of ungrateful 13-year-olds that have no idea what it's like to see a Triple Crown fail for 37 years. years. (laughs) And they were like watching me. I'm like, don't look at me. Look at the horse. 
Uh, and you know, every time I play that, he wins. It's amazing. Oh God, it's, it's such a happy ending. Well, can we start the day today with some hate? Well, we'll talk more about Belmont. Uh, uh, you know that race nobody cares about tomorrow. Start Friday with hate. We're starting it with this hate. Going to be good. Hate. I hate this pony. His name is Pinto. It's a <laughs> stupid, dumbass video of him laying on his back with his feet up that has hit 30 million view- views. Can I also say that Scooter hates Pinto? Scooter oh. really hates Pinto because now Scooter is not the most popular pony in the world. It's that dumbass pony named Pinto. <sighs> okay, talk to me. How many views did Scooter get? Scooter is up to 8 million, almost 9 million now. He's still going. <laughs> That's nothing. That's nothing compared to our friend Pinto. Pinto. I'm sorry. The Pinto laying on his back thing is good. But when you click on it and listen to the audio, it's the funniest thing. I mean, she made it. So what you need to do is go film another video of him rolling around and come up with some ridiculous Southern accent and some weird sayings. Yeah, I kind of think that was half of why this went so pop. You want to hear it? I think I can play it. Hold on. Please. Oh, my God. It's so funny. I'm like four million of those views. Now, this little pony's laying upside down with his feet up. Looks dead. Why do you keep playing dead? Pinto, get up. Get up. Random cow. I was just going to say, is that Pinto? (laughs) Get up, Pinto. How the hell could this video beat my ponies? Because it's hilarious. I thought for a minute that was Pinto doing that. I was going to say that's the more impressive part. (laughs) Quit playing dead. Every day I think I'm going to have to get a tractor out here and get you up. (laughs) Get up. Pinto, get up. You embarrass me for the neighbors. <laughs> uh, he does look Pinto, dead. Pinto, get up. He does look dead. He's laying he's on his fat back. as a... Pinto, get up. So kind of looks like he's bloated. <laughs> then she goes in. Oh, she threw wire at him. Yeah, that's how she got him up. She like found a piece of fence and threw it at him. Dumbass pony. <sighs> Sorry, no hate, no hate. Pinto, get up! <laughs> you embarrassing me to the neighbors. Scooter wants to throw down. Scooter wants to throw down. Scooter kick his butt. Oh, so he do- apparently does it all the time. But what I read is that the uh, there were some electrical workers working. They called her and they were like you have a dead horse in your field and so that's when she walked out and videoed it how many times does that happen your horse is dead out there no he's just laying down he's tired oh my god he looked dead i was like when i saw the video on my news feed you don't hear the audio and i'm like why does somebody have a video of a, a dead, dead horse in their field? <laughs> you're about so to bitch yes. weren't you <laughs> i did i was i was like that's great i don't want to see that i'm gonna unfriend you and then i was like oh my god this is hilarious <laughs> Uh, get up. 40 million views. Just... Scooter's got a lot of long way to go. Long yeah. Go. Now yeah. Scooter's the second most famous pony. I knew his 15 minutes of fame. But look, his 15 minutes of fame lasted almost a year. So that's not bad. Don't hate the player, Glenn. Hate the game. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't hate Pinto, the white, ugly pony. You shouldn't hate him. Don't Pinto. hate. Don't He's hate. Fat as a house. Don't be a player, hater. Don't be a player, <laughs> hater. Just. 
you know, don't hate the play. I hate the game. That's it. Like that pony's more viral than you, and it's I'm only sorry. because of the owner was so hilarious. I need to practice my southern accent because apparently that's what the problem is. Scooter, you get Scooter, out. Scooter, you get water. up now. Get out of that water. What are you doing? You some embarrassing me. <laughs> Get up. You do that so well. Did that remind you of being home uh, in Georgia growing up? You know what? It didn't remind me of Georgia because I grew up in Atlanta, but it reminded me of uh, every day when I lived in Kentucky. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's (laughs) kind of looked like a Kentucky green grass, too. I know. I was like, that's not Texas. (laughs) They don't talk like that in Texas. That's Kentucky. Pinto, get up. You're embarrassing me. I mean, my God, that's Kentucky. Yeah, we got a lot to talk about today. We better get on with the show. But I just wanted to say a positive thing that Facebook reminded me this morning that it was five years ago today we did the show from Graceland, which was one of my very happiest shows I've ever done. So, uh, but it was five years ago today. Um, Yeah, congratulations. You're five years older. That's what Memories does to me. <laughs> Son of a gun. You know what it did to me when I saw that? I was like, it's been five years since we did that show. It's like, God. All right, Jennifer, what's coming up on today's show? We're not at Graceland. We're not at Graceland. On today's Kentucky Performance Products Freestyle Friday edition, Kristen Bentley is going to stop by first thing and tell us the story of her reunion with gentle giants Rocky and Randy. And then Bruce Shackelford is going to kick up the smart factor and we're going to take a look at how life changed for the American Indians after the Spanish showed up with horses. And we take a quick look at the Belmont Stakes because it's the ugly stepsister of the Purple Crown and nobody really cares. <laughs> and then Really Bad Ad sets the laugh track for your weekend. And last but by far not least, go out and get yourself some root beer and ice cream and enjoy because today is National Black Cow Day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's random. All right. Is here. black cow like the Angus cow, so they can't slaughter any Angus beef today? No, black cow is a root beer float. Root beer is ice that cream, what they call a, a, black cow a root, root beer, beer float? float? I never heard that before. Yes. Thank you. I had to, I was, I didn't, I'm uh, glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> I had never heard of that before. Moo. I'm like, say, <laughs> obviously, all the black you did cows. not spend as much time at the A&W drive in as a kid as I did. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have that in Georgia. We didn't have that in Georgia. I'm talking all day in my southern accent. Just to practice. We, didn't, we didn't have no AW in Georgia. <laughs> what we did is we had Sonic. the dairy. We had the Dairy Queen. Dairy Queen, DQ. Oh, peanut Buster Parfait, best one in the world. All right, here we go. This is for you, Jamie. It uh, comes from your best friend. Oh no. And uh, it's a little song oh, for no. you. Jamie Jennings. Oh. Host a podcast when she's not out. Cleaning stalls out with a scrub brush and a bucket. If you make her mad, she tells you to go suck it. She's a vegan. She rides horses, tries to jump them around her courses. Till she fell off, got put on crutches. Now she's taking medication by the bunches. Last but not least, here's the challenge. Who's replacing her best friend, Alan, it must be someone super awesome. Facebook comment said it should be Jerry Johnson. <laughs> Yay, Jerry, you go. <sighs> if I didn't like his wife so much, I would say more things about him. Oh, well, that's not all. There's not another song, but that song was great. Oh, Jerry. God, Thank I'm you like, you much. can't do anymore. And by the way, Jerry Johnson, I did not fall off. 
I did not fall off. I rode my horse all the way to the ground. <laughs> well, that's true. Your horse fell too. So I guess that's technically not falling so off. So your song is incorrect. That makes you and your horse, uh, you know, uncoordinated klutzes. But let's, uh, let's, he has thrown down a challenge. He would like to challenge you. I'm not, I'm not writing the song. No. He would like <laughs> to challenge you to a game of Equestrian Jeopardy. Official game of Equestrian Jeopardy. He's throwing down and saying that he, in his minor knowledge of horses, knows more than you do. Oh, well, first of all, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Second of all, I need to know more about this Equestrian Jeopardy before I agree and sign on the dotted line for anything. So who's writing the questions? Well, if I let who's Jennifer the write the questions, neither one of you will get any of them. So it'll be That's tied true. with zero. So I will write the questions. Or we'll, no, I'll no. get we'll get one of the auditors to write the questions. Yeah, let's do an auditor question because if they're going to ask the questions, then I but you will be like Jerry. <laughs> yeah. Jerry, How many toes does a horse have? What color is a bay? <laughs> and you'd be like Jamie, in what year Here. of the 1800s in was the, uh, in uh, the Roman times did Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't uh, know. We'll I see. Can see we'll the see problem. I can see why you're concerned about that. I'm going to embarrass him either way. So it oh, doesn't really matter. Oh, Jerry. Oh, Jerry. Jamie, Jenny. Don't you play Post that again. <laughs> That's terrible. That's just terrible. I don't even remember what I was going to do. <laughs> oh, Okay. Moving on, shake it off. It's a Friday. Um, I just wanted to give a daily winnie to the hikers that were in a state park in Maryland. Did you hear about this? I don't it's think in so. Patapsco State Park near Marriott'sville in Maryland. And uh, Susan Crawford was camping and riding, trail riding with friends, uh, her friends from the League of Maryland Horses. And she was trail riding. And freaking part of the trail, this is like what happened with Thor, part of the trail gave away while they were riding, and Ooh. she and her horse both, boom, hit the ground. He slipped, I slid off of him, and then what, is, what does her trusty steed do when he gets up? Steps Runs on away. Her. Oh. Runs away. <laughs> so uh, Susan Crawford said that Plato was last seen running up a hill close to Marriott'sville Road in a parking area. And the search began. Ten-year-old Chestnut Pasofino, 14 hands tall, searchers scoured the park on foot and horseback. They used helicopters, drones, search dogs, animal communicators. A weekend grid search still yielded no sign of her trusty steed, Plato. Okay. Um, they asked for visitors to keep us apart. They put signs up. And then one day, 12 days later, 12 days, full tack, Emily, Vlad, and David were walking through the woods and they came across a fully tacked up Play Doh. His gear had been snagged on a brush about half a mile from Woodstock, wherever that is. And um, they found him. Play Doh had a nasty cut, was very stiff, was. Hungry and thirsty, but was not too dehydrated. He was still wearing all of his tack. <laughs> Twelve days later, they pull him out of the woods. So congratulations. There was a reward being offered, and these people denied the reward. They didn't want it. They just were happy to, ha happy to help. Um, and so they 
the people, there was no cell phone service. So they find this horse in the woods and they have to like hike out to call and report it. Uh, so one girl, the girl hiked out and the other guy stayed with the horse. And anyway, um, they found him 12 days later. Wow. Can you imagine Still how Still in full tech, probably a big Western saddle. <laughs> uh -huh. And the Western saddle, the bridle is still on. The pictures of him like peeking at them around a tree and he's wearing a fly mask and a bridle and it looks like the reins are snagged and he's still wearing the saddle. Poor thing. Bless his heart. Ugh. 12 days. And, and it's not like he did anything bad. It's just the freaking road gave way. Jeez. Okay. There you go. Plato's Plato's dumb been saved. <laughs> now I got that stupid accent in my brain. <laughs> well, while Jennifer gets uh, our first guest on, who we think has an amazing story, we're hoping. Um, I, uh, we'll talk about Belmont a little bit later and, uh, who's running and, and, uh, I don't even have a prediction. There's yet. only, there's, a, I, I looked up Belmont this morning yeah. to like find some information about it, you know, and let's get into it. I was going to break it down for everybody. And the only thing I could find on every website was basically Kent DeSormo went into rehab and came out and it's a whole new me. <laughs> After, so after you know, three days in rehab? <laughs> yeah. Do you know why he went to rehab? Because he's been drunk <laughs> he, since the uh, Kentucky Derby? Bless his heart. He apparently got on a history-making performance post-Preakness uh, as far as binge drinking. And he woke up on, I think, Monday and didn't remember Sunday. Uh, yeah. When you start losing whole days, it's probably time for rehab. Yeah, he said, yeah. this weekend, I celebrated so hard, I don't even remember Sunday night. That's when I decided, this is too much. That was in Baltimore. I made a phone call. I said, I got to stop, not slow down. I've tried that. I've been trying that for 15 years. So he called, got him checked into someplace in Utah and spent a couple, I guess, two, two weeks there. So, yeah, my guess he's going to need to go back after this race. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, probably need a little longer. So if Exaggerator doesn't win... Would it be better if Exaggerator won or didn't win as far as trying to keep this guy on the wagon? Uh, didn't win. Nothing to celebrate. But then, like, but there's nothing to celebrate. So then you lose it. That's true. Either way, you're screwed. Yeah, yeah. Either way, somebody, somebody hang on to that guy. You know, we Bless had a lot heart. of that in my family, and being an alcoholic's hard. <laughs> it is. It's not easy thing. No, it's uh, well. You know what? I'm sorry. Being an alcoholic <laughs> is not not hard. It's being a family member of an alcoholic. Yeah. Okay. Hard. I, sold. You, you yeah, get that one because we have we have a lot of that in my family as well. So uh, it, it's 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 hard for me to feel um, empathy. Empathy when you've been very close to it and seen it and all that. I so I, I think every family has it. I think that's not, that's every family. That's just yeah. not, uh, not ours. Well, yeah. let's, uh, boy, we're going down rabbit holes today. Man, <laughs> let's get a good story on. Let's talk to Kristen. Yeah, let's talk to Kristen because let's hope this is a good story. It is better damn well be a good story. So <laughs> I see on Facebook, Kristen Kovach Bentley of Horse Nation has posted a photo of her and two ginormous Belgians. And she, the post says, I am so happy to have Rocky and Randy here in my paddock to be part of our herd. I never expected to really see these horses again, let alone to be able to offer them a forever home. Many thanks to Dave for paying us more to my blessed beloved. Your home, you will be loved. Now I read that and I'm like, damn, there's gotta be a good story. 
So let's welcome Kristen of Horse Nation. Good morning, Kristen. Good morning. Oh my gosh. Please tell me there's a good story. This has to be good. Start from the beginning. Okay. Well, it's a little bit of a long story to go all the way back to the very beginning, but um, before I worked for Horse Nation, I was the uh, Western teacher and trainer at Alfred University. Um, and I had a little bit of draft driving experience as a student. Um, and they were like, hey, you know, it'd be cool if you would also take over the draft driving program uh, as a teacher. And I was like, yeah, I can do that. So uh, let's see. We had an old team, uh, a Pertrons that were very sweet, but they were like probably 35. So they finally <laughs> had to retire. And um, they found Rocky and Randy for sale. So they came to Alfred um, and they they had done, I think, quite a bit. Um, it was kind of a sad story there. I think their owner um, was sick and, you know, the, the horses had to find a good home. So so they wound up at Alfred, which was a great place. Um, and like, okay, like we all know, like a lesson horse is worth its weight in gold. Um, you know, like the kind that you throw all your little beginners on and beginners bounce around and yank on their face and the horse just keeps doing the same thing day after day. Um, and to find two draft horses that could do that with beginner drivers, I think is probably even harder. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you know, like, um, you know, and in a class I would have some kids with horse experience, you know, who might be, you know, maybe my top level rider on the team and they'd never driven before. And then I would also in the, <laughs> the very same class, I would have horse beginners who had never like seen or touched a horse before. So, you know, these kids, they come down to the pasture and rocking ranger like, hello. And they're, I think between 17 and 18 hands, like they're very large. And these kids would just sort of stand there and like quake in their presence. But, you know, these horses would let beginners halter them and groom them and learn how to do everything. And then eventually harness and drive. And, um, which I just think is amazing that, you know, in a day they'd have up to eight beginners sort of like learning how to pull on their mouth and they would just keep on trucking and they'd be amazing. So, um, mm -hmm. so I worked with them for three years before I left that position. Um, and they were like the hardest ones to leave when I left that job. Like there were probably 20 or 30 Western horses that I worked with and it was very sad to leave them. But I was like, you guys are going to be fine. Like, it's okay. And, and Rocky and Randy, I was like, goodbye. I never want to leave you. But, you know, they were, they were going to be okay too. But um, the way the, you know, programs evolved, the, the draft driving program sort of fell by the wayside. So they wound up just sort of being out in the pasture, not really having a whole lot to do. So um, this spring, I got a phone call from the director and they said, you know, we're not really using these horses anymore. Would you be willing to take them on? Um, and I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> of course I would. So um, fortunately, my sister-in-law, who was actually my uh, TA when I taught the class, um, she's taken over the family farm. So it wasn't too hard to convince her that we needed two more horses. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we worked it out and um, yeah, somehow. It all worked out, and now they're here in my paddock, which is amazing. I never thought, like, you know, when I said goodbye, I was like, well, you know, maybe I'll come by and visit to you guys sometime, but but that was going to be it. So so the fact that I have them for the rest of their life is, like, I don't know, I'm still like, oh, it's real? This is, this is happening. So, 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 yeah, I now have two enormous uh, horses in my barn. So. Oh, my gosh. They're so stinking cute. Okay, so you're a Western rider, and you were a driver at the same time. Yes, yeah. So it was pretty good for the program that in one person they happen to have somebody who could teach both of these. So um, yeah, I think some of just as programs evolve, you know, they kind of figure out where they want to go. And I think right now the program's focusing more on writing. So, um, and the writing program is very strong at Alfred. So, and the driving, I think is just not a focus at the moment. So, and what is the name of this program? So 
What what is this university? Al Alfred University. Alfred University. It's a very small liberal arts school in uh, Western New York. So it has a great art and design, um, and then the liberal arts school and a business school and a, a really strong engineering program. So um, it was pretty unique, actually. Like I went there as a student and was like, oh, this is great. There's this you know enormous equestrian center at a very small school. So so I definitely recommend it to any. Uh, college hopefully every student's required to carry a shovel all winter because it's the only way you yeah. get around campus. yeah there's a, there's a good <laughs> bit of snow <laughs> so um but the equestrian uh-huh. center was only like a five minute drive from campus with the horses it was like a 45 minute drive because we actually <laughs> did quite a bit of we would um we did some wagon rides actually we did some really strange things with these horses which is why i was like i'm so happy to have them back so we drove them onto the field during a football game um, which was just insane. Like, <laughs> I don't know how they do these things with the Budweiser Clydesdales. So we had to go under the bleachers. And as we were arriving at the, the stadium, they were doing a kickoff and everybody drums their feet on the metal bleachers. Oh, no, jeez. <laughs> and Rocky and Randy were like, okay, no problem. You got it. And they're, you know, it's like, and they're just strolling under the bleachers like it was every day. And it was amazing. I mean, people were cheering and screaming and they came out on the field and the whole place went nuts and they just kept on happily trucking around. So, um, so that was pretty cool. We've done, uh, we did some Santa rides with like the world's meanest Santa and they were like, it's fine. No problem. Um, in like very cold weather. So, so they're troopers. Um, I'm really looking forward to what we might do with them next. I don't really know yet. So uh, I'm <laughs> looking, I'm, 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 s- I'm still surprised that Alfred university has a football team. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, it's D3, but, <laughs> but it's fun. Actually, that was they where, play the um, local high school teams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, kids. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. Uh, I actually rode as the mountain mascot for a semester for the Alfred football team because we were the Saxons. So I um, put on this very um, different knight's costume and rode an Irish sport horse around with a fake sword, waving that every time I scored. So. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's a small sports program, but it's a good time. So <laughs> that's so cool. Okay. So Rocky and Randy, they're big Belgian geldings. Let's see. Um, Rocky is the the bigger of the two. Yeah. Well, they're actually, they're fairly well matched in height, but Rocky's a little more upright. Um, uh-huh. so like if you glance out, you're like, oh, they're pretty well matched. And then the more you look at them, you're like, oh, they're a little different. So <laughs> Rocky is actually a pretty hitchy. Like I think he, could have maybe been a decent show horse. Um, the problem is, is they both have a couple of health issues that's going to prevent them from ever being shown. So How Rocky old are they? Shivers. Do you know? They are around 12. Oh, they're not that old. I was um, thinking 25. <laughs> no, yeah, they're yeah. certainly not like retirees, but it was just kind of a waste for them to sit in the field. So I'm really glad that well, you do the, some, uh, uh, thought of me. You so. do some carriage driving and stuff. I've seen you driving percherons and things. Don't you do parades or events or so? Uh, you were driving somewhere. I remember seeing Facebook pictures. Yes. Yeah. I, um, the, <laughs> kind of in a draft horse family, I guess. So my father-in-law, Dave, um, he has four Pertron Geldings right now. Mm. So, um, yeah. So those are the ones we show. They're definitely good show quality animals. So, um, good Lord. Can you we'll imagine to... what it sounds like when the horse is feeding time at her place? <laughs> Between four Percherons <laughs> and two Belgians, it's a thundering mess over there, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, the yeah. Earth well, shakes. With the, uh, the Percherons are on their own farm, so but 
yeah, when they all four of them come in, it's like get out of the way. You know, uh, the, uh, the largest horse I've ever seen, we used to go to the draft horse. You probably know about this one. I, in Harrisburg, every February, they have the draft horse sale. At, it's where I bought my last Pertron, was at that draft horse sale at the Farm Show building in Harrisburg. And they would have hundreds, hundreds and hundreds of horses. And the largest horse we ever saw, and usually Belgians tend to be the smaller of the draft horses, and the Amish really like them because they're more compact. They're not quite as big. They kind of like them not quite as big. And, right. <laughs> but this, do you, uh, Jennifer will remember this. This Belgian was 19 and a half hands. It was the largest horse, and it was a stallion. It was the largest horse I'd ever seen, largest neck I'd ever seen. It, and it was in one of those little 12 by 12 stalls, you see, the temporary stalls they set up for auctions. Oh my God, the thing was just, his head was way over the top of the thing. It was the most impressive sight I've ever seen. And he had, the neck was the size of a, tree, of a live oak tree. It was just huge. Uh, it just And, you know, I was thinking, how do you, if that horse wants to do anything, you're not going to tell him not to. <laughs> I don't care if he's do chained over his nose <laughs> yeah. or what, you know? <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like a, I don't know if it's like some sort of unspoken magic that we never talk about of like, yes, you call them the gentle giants. And it's like, you could be crushed like a bug in a second. And yet they're like, okay, human, whatever you need. You know, I'm not going to say they're like that all the time, but. But yeah, it's just like some sort of code that you just you don't question it. You just go with it that this giant horse wants to hang out with you and do what you would hopefully like to do. So, well, my first thought I think, was I don't know if that's like the, as a, what, a tall love them so much. Yeah, for, my first thought was a tall trailer is like what seven, seven and a half feet. Well, this a nineteen and a half hand horse. What the hell are you doing? Cutting a uh, hole in the roof? I, I don't know how he fits yeah, in the trailer. Well, sunroof for him. Put some <laughs> yeah, goggles on. Exactly. Well, and that's some of the problem we had is that the the barn on the property. Um, my grandfather in law for many years bred and raised Hasslinger ponies. So his barn was built for Hasslinger oh, ponies. No. <laughs> and we were like, oh, this is no problem at all. What is? No, it's fine. You know. And then we brought them in. And we were like. Uh oh, like they're close <laughs> to the ceiling. So I think like it's almost to the point where we're like, oh, we might have to have, like collar and bridle them outside and then bring them back into the barn and see what happens because they're they're mighty close to the ceiling. And you know, standing in the barn, we're like, this is not a problem at all. And they were much taller than we remembered. We we uh, stepped into the pasture yesterday to to halter them to load them on the trailer and bring them home. And we were like, uh oh. <laughs> so they're they're quite large. So and they probably are taller than my father-in-law's horses by a couple of inches at least so you win i think we'll see but yeah i win ha, ha. Uh-huh. so, so, it's, so you don't... it's quite interesting in the um the local draft horse club there's a big rivalry between the Perchon people and the belgian people so um, my poor father-in-law is already getting phone calls from people being like what's going on because they're seeing pictures of his uh his daughter and his daughter-in-law with belgians so everyone's uh. all very uh, suspicious that something is afoot, and I'm like, "This is not a problem. Like, nobody worry. He's still with the Bertrand." So, oh, bless his heart. Well, that's so cool. Well, Kristen, thank you for basically saving these horses from a life of being in the pasture and being bored or being sold down the road. This is great. I just am in love with Rocky and Randy and just give them a big old kiss from us here at horses in the morning. We love draft horses. Glenn loves driving and there we, he's just, I can't wait to come visit him, Kristen. Yeah. Yeah. I'll come up anytime. We'll do wagon rides all over. Yeah. That's great. So we can, we can go on a trail ride. You just have to duck really low. 
stuff. <laughs> All of the trees. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Well, Kristen, we can't wait to hear uh, about these guys and follow you on Horse Nation talking about them. We appreciate it. And thanks for coming on. You know, well, I, was just think, I was just thinking, this gives the term college sweethearts a whole new meaning right here. That's so true. Actually, they were my uh, my first date horses with my now husband. Uh, he came to visit and I was like, hey, this is fun. Let's go drive my horses around. So oh, that even makes a like, story. Oh, you missed that. You got to include that in the story next time you tell it. That's I, yeah, that's true. Yeah, they they brought us together. So. Oh, that's so <laughs> now that we have them forever. Yeah, that, I guess that is probably a good part. I'm too busy thinking like, oh, they talk to many beginners. And they talk to many people. Oh, and they oh, and know, the husband thing. <laughs> oh yeah, by the way, <laughs> that guy. <laughs> yes, my long suffering horse husband. Yes, <laughs> Kristen, this is a special story. Well, Thank so you. Thank you. Congrats. Thanks again. Have a good one. Okay, bye. Of course, Kristen is with HorseNation.com as well. And I just posted, Jennifer actually found, and she posted on Facebook, a picture of her driving the wagon of the horses at the college. So you'll find that picture in there. And then I also posted the, the really special picture of her holding with a smile that's going to break her face. So yeah. <laughs> it's like... Uh, that's you go to Horses in the Morning Facebook page and you can see both, both of those oh, pictures. Oh, that's so cool. It is cool. That is cool. And in a picture where she's holding them from the front, the one does look so much larger than the other, but then you see them hitched together and they look about the same size. So yeah. must just yeah. be the way they were holding themselves. But thank you for putting that together, Jamie. That was very special. Well, I saw it and I just knew you'd love it. Yeah, that was very special. No matter special. what she said. Oh, every time we buildings. do this, um, every time we do this, uh, it just makes me want to perch around again. I'm just saying, uh, Jennifer's about to hang up. I no. Think. No. <laughs> It no. does. It just makes you want to perch around again. She lets you have a dang hackney pony. That's as close to a horse as you're getting. <laughs> All right. We're going to hear from Kentucky Performance Products because it's hot and it's summer and they have a product that helps with that problem. And then we're coming back and we're going to talk about we're going to talk about the uh, horses coming to America and what that was like back in the very early days. You can count on Kentucky Performance Products to provide scientifically formulated, research-proven products that target specific challenges facing your horse. In the spring and summertime, one of those challenges is the heat. Horses sweat, and when they do, they lose critical electrolytes, electrolytes that play a major role in optimal performance. Loss of electrolytes can cause fatigue, muscle weakness, and dehydration. Horses offered supplemental electrolytes have less stress-related problems. They rebound from exercises sooner and return to feed quicker after exercise. Summer Games electrolytes from Kentucky Performance Products were developed for the elite athletes competing at the 1996 Atlanta Olympics. Its research-proven formula replaces the electrolytes and trace minerals lost when horses sweat. Its concentrated low-sugar formula provides more electrolytes per dose than many leading brands. When your horse sweats, replenish his losses with Summer Games Electrolytes. Brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. Helping you keep your horses healthy, sound, and competitive. Visit them at kppusa.com. That's kppusa.com. And of course, you can find all of Kentucky Performance Products uh, information, products, all kinds of good nutrition information on their Facebook page. Just search for Kentucky Performance Products. Well, coming up next, we have a guest that Jennifer set up, and he is 
Uh, his name is Bruce Shackelford. He's of the, I think it's the Witty Museum in San Antonio, Texas. And they have a they have a, an exhibition going on right now that I thought was interesting. And it brings up a conversation about history. We all love history here on the show. So we're going to bring Bruce on. He's going to tell us about it. Hey, Bruce, how are you? I'm fine. How are you doing this morning? Good. Thank you so much for joining us. First, tell us a little bit about the music. Did I say it right? Is it witty? Yeah, it's Witty Museum in San Antonio, Texas. Tell us a little bit about the museum. Well, the museum has existed since 1926, which is pretty early for a Texas museum, and started as a natural history museum, rapidly involved involved artworks, was one of the earliest museums in the state to show many of the Taos artists and the New Mexican artists, not to mention the major artists in this area and throughout Texas. And now is a unapologetically a regional history museum. We still have a major art collection. And through the years, because this was the retirement place for so much of the military, we have a huge American Indian collection uh, most of which was collected in the 19th century. So when these men would go in the field and work as as an Indian agent or as an officer over a post at Fort Apache or wherever they were, they would buy things from the people who lived there and bring them back. And when they died, they gave them to the museum or their families did. So we have a very large collection. That's really cool. And you have um, an exhibition right now, and it's called Splendor on the Range, American Indians and the Horse. You know, we I, hasn't there been, there's been some, some question about whether, and I've seen in articles about whether horses were here before the Spanish brought them in the 1500s, and you've studied this endlessly. So tell us about uh, about that, and uh, is there any validity to the fact that horses were here, or did the did the Indians end up with the horses because of the Spanish? Uh, the Indians ended up with horses because of the Spanish. However, horses did evolve in North America. So you have this genetic component uh, that that really made for this explosion of horses once they were freed. And the, the horse was extinct in North America by about 10,000 years ago. There were no horses here. They were probably eaten. They're a prey animal. That's the way we train them. That's the way we deal with them, whether we know it or not because they're used to running from predators, we utilize that to train them and, and that behavior characteristic is what makes gives us the ability to use the animal. Uh but they were gone. They by ten thousand years ago there were none in North America. The horses that were here were smaller, but they had migrated into Asia and spread through Asia by that time, and that's what we think of as their home. But horses do do live in the plains conditions and, and in that weather and that grass habitat, and when they came back, they were basically coming home. They were coming to the place where they evolved, and they exploded again. In 1680, there was a Pueblo revolt in New Mexico, 
Uh, American Indians didn't ride. They were prohibited from riding by the Spanish, but they did anyway because they had to have somebody to work those new ranches in New Mexico in the 1600s. And when, when in 1680, the Pueblo tribes drove the Spanish completely out of New Mexico and back into northern Mexico. And it was such a raid the Spanish abandoned their horses, their tack, everything. They fled for their lives. And the American Indian people got those horses. They learned how to ride them. And it was 1690, post-1690, before the Spanish returned. Well, that's basically a generation, and a lot can happen in 10 years. The horse population exploded. And uh, American Indians learned to ride, and they really learned to ride well. And they recognized the natural tendencies and of horses as a prey animal, and they utilized it to train them too, and they became expert horsemen. That's, that's interesting. And then it spread out uh, from to to all the other tribes around the country from there, or did they have similar experiences where they were they were winning raids, and you know the the uh, Spanish at that point were were abandoning their horses? How did it how did it spread? Well, it started basically with Navajo people, the Diné they call themselves, and and Apache people, they lived in the area, and they were the first people to get the horses after the Pueblo Revolt and to start riding. The Navajo had already been working with the Spanish, so they knew how to ride, and so had the Apache. And they began to trade horses at Taos. They began to spread out. And by this time, by the 1700s, you got horses coming from other places. You've got horses coming in from the French. You've got horses coming in from the English. And... The the tribes, the early tribes that got French horses, we have written accounts of them. The Caddo people were using them as pack animals. They they never rode them. It just never occurred to them that was an important thing. They were mainly living in forest and de- in uh, swampy areas, and so they used them as pack animals. But in the plains, they hunted them. And the other key was the bison component. Bison was the food source for many of these plains people and the people who lived on the periphery of the plains. The village people, the Zuni, Akama, they didn't chase bison, and they never took up the horse to any degree. Again, it was like a pack animal. But you get these people who were hunter-gatherers living on the periphery of the plains. When they got the horse, they had the ability to chase bison, to shoot them with bows and arrows, to lance them, and it changed their life. They had a ready food source that was immediately available that they could follow, and they weren't following on foot. They were on animals that were faster than the animals they were hunting. So it really did change uh, a lot of the tribes. They became more mobile then after, because they were walking everywhere before. That's the only option they had. Uh, They became much more mobile then as tribes. They moved around a lot more or not? Completely. We think of the Comanche in the south. We think of of them as a Southern Plains tribe and living in Texas, North Texas, Oklahoma, Eastern New Mexico. The Comanche are from the Northern Rockies. And oh, really? They are not. I didn't know that. Yeah, and and they did not show up in this area till till the early 1700s. Um, 
you know, so radical change. Uh, you have okay. Wait a minute. Let me stop you there. They left the Northern Rockies to go down to a dry, desolate place in in uh, New Mexico and Texas. Bison. They yeah. had. There was a ready food source. And I mean, come on, summers are a lot better in, in eastern New Mexico and Texas than they are in, uh, I mean, winters are a lot better weather than they are in, in Wyoming. They were the first course, snowbirds. Canada. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and those relationships continued. I mean, you know, I can remember being in eastern in western Oklahoma uh, going to see somebody and saw an elderly man and woman in very traditional American Indian clothes on the street that were not local. I could tell by the way they were dressed, they were not local. And I had no idea what they were there for. And I asked a friend who lived there and she said, oh, they're here to play hand games, which is a gambling game. They come every year. And I said, well, where, who are they? Well, they were Shoshone from Wyoming. Hmm. And and that's something they've been doing for decades and decades. They were the first snowbirds. I live in Florida, and mm-hmm. Jamie lives in uh, Phoenix, so we know a lot about snowbirds. Uh, I just didn't know that oh, yeah. it happened with the American Indians, too. What was the thing? You studied this so much, and, and we all find... Jamie has a couple of Mustangs, you know, and a lot of our listeners have uh, Mustangs now. What what was the thing that surprised you the most in your research about about the early American Indians and horses? Well, years ago, I did another exhibit called... Uh, Thundering Hooves that toured the United States, and it was just about American Indians. It was about horse cultures in general, the cowboys, the vaqueros, the, uh, and the American Indian tribes that took up the horse. And I think it was the rapidity that the American Indians were able to recognize these behavioral characteristics that were natural to the animal and utilize that to train them. The Spanish, if you know Spanish horsemanship, especially you know, that came out of Mexico and California, you know, those trigger-reined horses with those spade bits that just, it's like a sports car. These animals are beautifully trained, but it takes seven years of training. And, And the Indian people... They recognized the essentials of that and and what that tra- training was centered around, which again was flight or fright. They they learned to utilize those behavior patterns, and we're still doing it today. It's you know the whole round pin thing. Uh, you know a horse is only going to run so far before they're going to go. Hey, wait, wait, there's nothing to run from. What? What's going on here? I have a horse. They start giving you a little attention. <laughs> I, Bruce, I have a pony that I drive car- uh, carts, and I have a pony that bolts, and I know exactly what you're talking about. So I get it. Mm-hmm. He's only going to go so far until he figures out, all right, well, I don't know why I'm doing this. Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> they're like, they're like, you know how they are. They're like a little child. They're going to do what they want first, and then they're going to go, oh, wait a minute. I was better off doing what I was doing. And, you know, and it's, it's what's wonderful about working with the animals. It's, you know, it's, it's, they're really great creatures to be around just to experience those things. They're funny. 
and, you know, have these great personalities, usually, some don't, some of them would like to kill you. But, you know, that usually doesn't work out either. Well, but, uh, so but I, ha- I have a American question. American Indian people saw this. I sure. have a question for you then as far as tack. Did they have bridles? Were they using some form of halter? Did they have a bits? What, where, how, do you have, I mean, this exhibition, uh, I, I'm sure you have some inkling of what, what their tack was like. Yes. The, uh, I mean, You've got to remember the source. It's the Spanish, the first, the first American Indian people who got those horses. They got the tack too. They took the ranches. They took everything. They, they attacked those, those haciendas and they got saddles. They got gear. And interestingly enough, if you look at a Navajo saddle made about 1890, actually clear up into the early 20th century, they look like Spanish saddles from the 1700s. If you look at a bit that's made by the Spanish in the mid-1800s, not by the Spanish, I'm sorry, by the Navajo, there are these bits that look like a Spanish spade bit from the 1700s. They just adapted the exact same things. As they got further north on the plains, they started making their own gear, and so a Comanche woman's saddle looks very much like a Spanish saddle or like a Navajo saddle because that's what they'd seen. A lot of men's saddles on the plains, they could ride so well, they're just a pad with two stirrups. And the pad was usually stuck with bison hair. And, uh, and it's just, a, it's almost like an English saddle, but it's even closer to riding bareback. The, as far as, the the gear in the mouth, there was a point where American Indian tribes developed a jaw rope, which is just basically a loop around the lower jaw that had two reins coming off of it. Uh, but it's very similar a bitless to bridle. a bosal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, it just doesn't go around the nose, you right. know, uh, completely. But And they did that, too. They had you know, Bosalios and, and all the same gear. So they didn't invent so much gear. They adapted it from what they'd seen uh, with the Spanish. Well, this is very interesting, you know, and, and it's funny because in the movies, you always saw the Indians riding bareback. They never had saddles, you know, it, and so you're, what you're saying is that it's just not true. Well, they could ride bareback and no question, but, you know, you're talking about people who could cover such incredible distances. We have records of where Indian people started after during a raid and where they ended up when they were being chased by the military or by, uh, you know, Texas Rangers, whatever. There are times that, that those people were covering 50 to 100 miles a day on horseback. It Oof. is incredible the distances they were covering. You're not going to do that bareback. No. I mean, they were the first the endurance line. riders, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. And they were really good at it and, and went long distances. So, you know, you've got to have something between you and that animal. And uh, for the animal's sake as well as yours. Well, Bruce, we're running out of time. Where can people find out more about the exhibition? And if they're in Texas and want to stop by, how do they do that? Well, 
one thing would be to go to the Whitty Museum website, which is www.whittymuseum.org, and that's W-I-T-T-E, and look under exhibitions, and you can see some images from Splendor on the Range, and you can, uh, it has the dates. It's open through August 21st, uh, so, and it gives you the fees and the sponsors, Plains Capital Bank, so you'll be able to learn all the, all the information about coming to see it. And we are open pretty much every day, seven days a week from 10 to 5. Uh, On Tuesday, we're open till 8. Do you have any books you've done on the topic? Not just on this topic. Okay. No, I've done several books, but not on this. Well, I want to, if you'll do this, you need I would. Yeah, <laughs> get, get to work there, Bruce. Um, <laughs> so. If you'll if you'll do this, I'd love to have you back sometime to do a whole hour, to do a whole episode just on this topic, where we can cover all the different aspects of of the early American Indian with horses. I, I just think it's fascinating. I would love to have you back to do that, just kind of a one on one for an hour, and uh, really get in in depth about it. Sure, we can do that. All right, great. Well, thanks, Bruce. I really appreciate it. It's uh, Witty Museum, W-I-T-T-E, museum.org. Thanks a bunch. Have a great weekend. Thank you very much. It's great great to do this. Wow, so much of what we know about uh, the early American—not early American Indian, but the American Indian in the in the fifteen sixteen hundreds—comes from what we see in the movies, and you all know that that it's is, bunk. yeah, it's not necessarily <laughs> the way it really was. But it's it's, what a fascinating guy! I really do want to sit down with him for an hour and and just go through everything. That was neat. It's so it's so interesting to listen to you do these interviews because I I mean like Jennifer and I both are behind the scenes going, I'm not going to interrupt. Are you? Nope. Okay. Nope. <laughs> I just love. <laughs> history i just do it and and you know he he was fascinating i mean he obviously knows his topic right uh mm-hmm. i just love history i think it's i just love like the, why would they go south buffalo like he had an answer for all of your questions i know day. and who knew they were the first snowbirds uh yeah uh, who knew? <laughs> <laughs> well let's do this let's take a break for a song uh and uh you know what i hadn't prepared one <laughs> So there we go. I'm sure you That's can find it. a song somewhere. Guys. I can find a song. Let me. Do you uh, want me to sing? Uh, I could play the. Yeah, other, don't you dare play Jerry's play song. I could play Jerry's, play Jerry's song, song again if you'd like. Uh, That's okay. Um, I. You know what? It is. Let me bring this up. It is. Oh, you watch. I won't be able to find one of her songs. Why does that always happen? Well, t- what are you talking about here? It's Raquel Renner's birthday today. Happy birthday, Raquel. We play her music, and now I can't find any. We just played her, though, so Did you we? could say you got a, a preemptive happy birthday. Okay, so uh, happy birthday to her. Uh, what do you want me to play today? You know me. I want to hear some Jared. He's got a new album out, okay? It comes oh, out yeah, in like a week. we're going to do a special uh, with him, aren't we? Yes, Hopefully I'm going to... I'm gonna. I will. I will stalk somebody. I'm not ashamed. <laughs> uh, we out. have uh, have a good life. Same dark trail. Peace, loving horses. Let's ride. Riding wild ponies. Heyday above the timberline. What do you want to hear? The first one. Have a good. Have a good life. Have a good life. Jared Rogerson. That's how she gets. I swear I wasn't looking 
I just turned around and you were there We spent all night talking about the things that make us shine And how we never wanted it like this You're an angel, no doubt about it You can see right through my disguise And the way that you're flying's got me mesmerized I know you're something I could never forget So have a good life, I hardly know you at all I may never see you again But what a weekend, I miss you so much I hope you remember my name Best friend, but till our trails meet again, have a good life. I'm like that pack of cigarettes, I got nothing you need. Go on living your dreams And I keep chasing mine Let's don't pretend I don't have regrets Have a good life I hardly know you at all I may never see you again But what a weekend I'll miss you so much I hope you remember my name Till our trails meet again Have a good life And call it bad timing Chalk it up to circumstance It's over our heads And out of our hands Good life, I hardly know you at all. I may never see you again. But what a weekend! I'll miss you so much. I hope you remember my name. You could have been my best friend, but till our trails meet again. Good 
That is one of Jamie's many boyfriends, oh, Jared Rogers. Love that song. Just breaks my heart every time. Sorry, that was not a good Friday song. No, it's like, no, it's, you know, you think <sighs> Have a Good Life would be a great, upbeat, inspiring song. No, <laughs> when you listen to the words. <laughs> oh, but it's so beautiful. It is beautiful. Okay, sorry. Okay. Have a good life. Have Come a good on, life. Cowboy. See you later. Sayonara. <laughs> I'm out of here. All right. <laughs> this show today is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. KPPUSA.com. It's also brought to you by Ovation Riding. You know, we all the time talk about Ovation's uh, helmets, but they have a ton of other products too. Go to OvationRiding.com and check out all the other products. Uh, many different uh, product lines that you're familiar with, uh, whether you are looking at the Ovation saddles or uh, all, all of the bridles and the footwear and the breeches. I mean, they just have a ton of different products. And it's all quality. That's what makes Ovation so worthwhile. You know, Jamie talks about the helmets. We have a lot of our listeners that wear their breeches. But I have, have their boots, too. Oh, my God. I love them. Jennifer loves their boots, too. I mean, she wears them all the time. But they have spurs and straps and stock ties and show coats and shirts. We never talk about all of those other products they have. And the cool part is they're quality, but they're also affordable. And, you know, when when you can take a look at a lady's uh, classic performance show coat and, you know, you're looking at one hundred thirty five bucks. So they're in the affordable range. So you don't have to be a top level rider. Their stuff really is made for amateur riders like ninety nine percent of our audience. So go to OvationRiding.com. Check it out. They have a list of all the retailers where you can get the products online or locally. But if you want to head over to one of our other sponsors to Horselovers.com. They have a 10% off coupon for listeners of the Horse Radio Network right now. So go find the Ovation product you want. Go over to Horselovers.com. Use the coupon code HRN at checkout. It gets you 10% off your next order. And that's good through the entire month of June. So you can combine the two and uh, you'll be making out okay. Check it out. OvationRiding.com. One uh, note here before we get to really bad... Do we need to talk about the Belmont or just we're going to say there's a bunch of horses running and uh, we... Like I said, I'd looked for information about it and all I could find was Kent Sormo went to rehab and (coughs) out and he's clean and all this stuff. But yeah, it's going to be... There's a lot of really nice horses in it. We don't have to talk about it. We'll talk about it Monday. Lonnie's there, the uh, Japanese horse, and they have to keep him segregated. I saw this article all over too. It was actually in the uh, New York Times. They have to keep him segregated because apparently he's being very aggressive to the other horses. Yeah, he's upsetting other horses. So (laughs) they have to keep him away. (laughs) Hey, I've got one news story real quick. Uh, I need the pathetic loser sound effect because you're going to love this. I have that. Okay. Yeah. Pathetic loser. (laughs) Man, you are one pathetic loser. Well, two men decided that they were going to rob a McDonald's. They sat outside. They planned their plan. They got guns. This is in eastern France. And they're like, bust into the door. Boom. Fire the shotgun into the air. Only to find out that there are 11 off-duty members of the elite anti-terror force sitting in McDonald's. Eating. <laughs> so a local prosecutor said that the professionals kept cool heads during the holdup. It was out of questions to use their weapons because they're all packing. Okay. They're all, they all have like major weapons. 
but it was out of the questions to use them. It would have created difficulties. They would have placed many lives in dangers. But as the guys were leaving the restaurant, one of them tripped, boom, they pounced on him. They ended up shooting one of them in the gut. And as you, if you've watched a John Wayne movie, being gut shot ain't going to end well. Um, and then the other one, everybody was arrested. Everybody went to jail or the hospital. Don't rob a McDonald's when there's special forces dining in there. Really? You guys needed a case a little better. There you go. That's your pathetic loser story of the day. That's a scene right out of a, 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 a movie. 80s cop show. That's awesome. Yeah. It just reminded me of uh, what's the movie? Um, oh gosh, um, Pulp Fiction, where they like come in to like rob the place and there's like bigger criminals in there. Like, bad call. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Bad day. That's a bad day to be. It. Was Bruce Willis in there? Was he one of them, by the way? Because that would be a Bruce Willis movie right there. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Well, one thing before we get to really bad ads, I wanted to mention is that I got an email the other day from Google, and they said, uh, we found critical mobile usability issues on horseradionetwork.com, which could be because I designed the theme in that website nine years ago when we didn't even have mobile phones. Uh, And it's a fairly... It says... Usability errors can severely affect user experience of your site on mobile phones, which I knew what I was going to fix. And I knew that they were going to start... Basically, what they do is they delist you in search so that when people search, you're way down in page 100. So I realized that I have to fix the website sooner than I thought I did, and it just is a lot of work. So I've been working on it all week, and I wanted to let everybody know that the Horse Radio Network site will be down over the weekend. Uh, now, you'll still, you'll still get the shows to your feeds uh, out to the mobile players and things. You just will not be able to go to the Horse Radio Network site to play anything. And hopefully by Monday, if I don't break it and lose everything that we've done over the last nine years, uh, the new site will be up and it'll be much easier to use and it will be very nice looking on mobile phones. And then I have 11 more sites to do. So guess what my summer is going to be doing? Oh, hang in there, dude. You could pay somebody like ten grand to fix it. Yeah, that's about what it would be for, or more for eleven sites. So uh, yeah, Jennifer did not ap- approve that expenditure. So uh, guess who's doing it? Nope. That, that sucker <clears throat> was kicked right back. Yeah. See, through. the problem is I know how to do it. See, that's the problem. If I didn't know how to do it, we'd have to hire somebody. But I actually know how to do it. So here we go. Wish me <laughs> luck that I don't Good. just crash everything and we're all out of business on Monday. Good luck with that. I got to go you. get the kid a snack. Um, I will be right back. Talk chocolate amongst yourselves. Cookie. Yeah, a chocolate cookie <laughs> bar. He's got to feed know? the kid. Keep the kid happy. <clears throat> well, while we're, we were on bizarre stories today, I thought I'll do this one right before we get to really bad ads. Um, there was an accident. Durango, Jennifer and I are looking to go to Colorado for vacation this year. And by the way, for all our Colorado listeners, maybe we have a meetup somewhere. They had a crash on Highway 160 over the weekend, or last night, actually. It was a three-vehicle crash, one of them involving a large fifth-wheel horse trailer. A A... Hummer came across the center line, hit this truck pulling the horse trailer head on. And the truck pulling the horse trailer actually went over the side of a very steep embankment that went down about, uh, oh, 200 feet. 
And the truck, this is like something out of the movies too, the truck and the trailer, the trailer got wedged because it was such a long trailer. It got wedged on the side of the road. So the only thing holding the truck from rolling down this hill 200 feet, by the way, the other vehicle went down the hill, rolling this truck and trailer with the horses in it down 200 feet was the horse trailer wedged on the road. And it was sitting precariously with the back end of this large fifth wheel horse trailer up in the air. So much so that it was so high they couldn't get the horses out of it because it would have been too far a jump for the horses. So they had to get two tow trucks out to kind of pull this thing back to the point where they could walk these horses out of this trailer. And they did it. It took five hours to do this rescue. And the horses walked out of the trailer unhurt. Kid, what a story and what resilient horses who are never going to want to get in the trailer again. Okay, so this happened because uh, I missed the beginning. So some A Hummer the came across the highway and hit Ugh. the truck uh, head on and forced the truck over an edge of an embankment that was about 200 feet down. Did my heart hurts. Uh, and it was just balanced like you'd see in the movies. I mean, it's just sitting there balanced. and But nobody was hurt. Believe it or not, they took everybody to the hospital and they all went home. Uh, even the guy went down the hill, the, the 200 feet down the hill. And oh, by the way, the 70-year-old driving the Hummer is now under arrest. Yeah, because I'm sure there was alcohol or something involved. I feel like there's a certain <clears throat> age limit for driving a, a Hummer. I thought really the same everybody. thing. <laughs> I thought the same thing. Like about- if my dad was driving around in a Hummer, I'd be like, dude, you got to sell that thing. You're a menace. <laughs> like you're a menace in a normal car. He's got, got an F one fifty. It's funny. Like, I thought the same thing, and I apologize to everybody. I'm almost there, but I don't drive a Hummer. So <laughs> anyway, well, if you're just... over seventy and listening to this show, you can have a Hummer because, <laughs> by God, you have horses. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> pay it. I say, pay attention. If you ain't met one by now, you're bound to sooner or later. He says one thing and he means another, but. He can't help it. He's a horse trader. Horse trading. Well, it's a laissez-faire. Let the buyer beware. Horse trading. They tell a low-down lie with a sincere stare. Horse trading. Well, if they're talking in circles and the deal ain't square, he's a master in the fine art of persuading. Horse trading. Well, we're back, and it is time for Really Bad Ads, that time of the week when our listeners submit some really crappy Craigslist ads, and we have a little bit of fun with them, usually out of the farm section. And we, our prize this month is something that you've been waiting for. Everybody loves it. We haven't had one in a while. And see, we had those film crews come to film in my studio, which means I had to clean it. And it was the first time in a year that I actually cleaned my studio and the closet. So I have a big box of crap for my closet. And there's some nice stuff in this box of crap. So that's what you're playing for this month. We'll have one winner at the end of the month. Everybody who submits an ad will be put in the pot. We'll draw from the hat at the end of the month. And we will have... so official. We're going to put your name in a hat and draw it. Yep. It is official. It is official. Actually, we put your name on a spreadsheet. It's high tech. And we pick a number. That's more exactly what we do. I like yours But it's a big box of crap. That's what we're playing for this month. Which sounds like a cheesy prize, but everybody really likes the boxes of crap. So... Because I got good crap. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just move on. <laughs> All right. Morgan or Celeste sent the following one in. Morgan Mayer, $800. Her name is Fancy. She needs some work done to her. She can be road bareback. She's Western Pleasures. Mm. PM me if interested. <laughs> She's Western Pleasures. 
Again, that's supposed to be an ad to sell something. Sell something. Yes, she is fancy, but she needs some work done to her. Nobody knows what that work is. But Which, by the fancy. way, just on a trying to buy horses off Craigslist and or other websites, there's a lot of people that list their horses for sale that actually like don't really want to sell their animals. Like... You call. It takes three days for them to call you back. You set an appointment up. They cancel it. You set up another appointment. Oh, the horse got a little cut. He's not going to be ready. You set up a third appointment and they're like, no, I'm sorry. We're not going to be available. Do you <laughs> want those? You know what I think those? it is? You know what I think it is? They heard you on the show. <laughs> Just don't want you to buy their horse. You know, gotcha. they know you're going to talk about them after you come back. That's exactly what it is. They're like, I'm not I leaving really that woman out I really don't think that people write that write really bad ads on Craigslist. Listen to the show because they would have quit by now. Didn't we have yeah. one that did that one time? Didn't we hear from one that actually we read? I think I know that um, we have a in the in the wings. I've sent all the information to Jennifer. Uh, we have a really bad ad story turned good like uh, actual somebody bought a horse off from a really bad ad that we read oh really so, yeah <laughs> that's funny all right beth sent the next one in all right beth horse for sale one word uh fourteen hundred dollars and this is in eureka very oh gosh no um <clears throat> let me take a deep breath no punctuation all lowercase no punctuation and then awesome spelling very nice quarter horse for sale. 15 hands, tall, brock, two, ride, no back. Kick, no bite. Good for woman's or kid's reason to sell. I do not have time to ride for any questions, plaza. Call or Texas. <laughs> <laughs> this horse has no back is what I got out of it. I was like, how do you no ride back. it if it doesn't have a back? <laughs> Bless its heart. <laughs> That's what I got out of the whole ad. The horse doesn't have a back. <laughs> <It's> a <bad> <laughs> Thank you, Beth. 1400 bu bucks for a horse with no back seems a little steep, by the way. I'm just saying. Uh, Misty sent the following one. And Misty always has good ones. Gelded mini, pony, gelded mini pony for sale named Mooney. Got him for my daughter back when she was two, eh? Needs someone who is experienced and can settle him down. As before, a girl turned him into a living, breathing My Little Pony with the ability to become a hooved Tasmanian devil as soon as he is wearing a saddle and bridle. Will trade for a life-size plush pony <laughs> or complete baby Beanie Baby collection? <laughs> uh, I will give you this pony if you give me a fake one. I want this mini pony the hell out of here now. <laughs> It's a fire-breathing Tasmanian That's devil. That's the first time one of them's ever been called a Tasmanian devil in five years on the show. So I think we've go. actually read an ad for an actual Tasmanian, Tasmanian devil, devil for sale, <laughs> but never had a horse called one. Okay, uh, the next one was sent in. And by the way, by... can't you just picture this pony? We've all know either owned this pony or known somebody that's owned this pony. You've had a neighbor that's had this pony. Yeah. yeah. I think it's just a pony. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Deb sent the next one in horse for sale, $500 in Fresno. I have a female horse for sale. She is broken five <laughs> years old. She knows how to dance. She is an Arabian horse. That's it. <laughs> now the bad ad really continues with, I'm trying to figure out what is this picture? It's a picture of a cute little Arab 
and I'm pretty sure its front legs are tied Hobbled? together. But like those aren't hobbles. It's it's, it's wearing it's wearing one of those um, two dollar yellow rain ponchos around its front legs. Is that what that is? Yeah, yeah. or maybe a yellow shopping bag from the grocery store. It's well, we all know horses. Da- we all know Arabian horses dance better when their their front legs are tied together. Dear apparently. God, you put something <laughs> like that on me, I'll dance too. <laughs> this Ooh. is really bad ad. I I don't even get it. And apparently, Arabians dance well. Who knew? She's a dancing fool. Dancing Arabian. Shoot at her feet. <laughs> <laughs> Paige sent the horse trailer of the week. Oh, it's a two, it's a two horse trailer for seven hundred fifty bucks, a little over our price range there, Paige. Uh, Aluminum. If you get two horses in this thing, now listen to this ad carefully, okay? <clears throat> and think about science. Aluminum two horse trailer, not the prettiest thing in the world, but works great and lightweight. Needs a little TLC, but has great potential. Good tires, solid deck, and the light worked when I used it last. The best part. Is it won't rust. Now, Jamie, can you tell me what you see around the edges of this whole trailer? Uh, that would be rust. rust. <laughs> <laughs> and the other parts that were rusted, it looks like they filed off. They've sanded a lot of rust off, but all the seams are totally rusted. Wait. Why would you put that in the ad when the picture of the trailer shows a rusty old hulk? That's insane. <laughs> the tongue is all rusted. The thing, the, there's no the wheel on the bottom. The roof is rusting off. The back where the where the uh, tailgate is is all rusty. <laughs> it's just no rust on this baby. Jennifer will post this. You have to see the picture and then look at the writing. And well, that's just, the kind of trailer you get there. And be like, uh, that's rust. No, yeah. it's not. No, that's not uh, rust. That's, that's aluminum. Doesn't that's rust. rust. That's rust right there. No, it's not. It's obviously not all aluminum. <clears throat> yeah, it's got some. Metal parts in there. Yeah. Thank you for that, uh, Paige. We appreciate that. Let's sit down. Give me one second here. All Let right. And I wanted to thank Robin Donahue again because I still have my really bad ads calendar that she made oh, last gosh, year so on my wall. Uh, so it's still up here. I'm looking at June's versions of really bad ads. I love my calendar. We have that in our kitchen. And Chad, Chad loves reading them. He just <laughs> Because he doesn't listen to the show and he doesn't see that we have one of these every single week. He thinks it's so funny when he sees the picture and reads the comments. Oh, so funny. <laughs> we need a 365 calendar next year. Get on that. Yeah, Robin, get to that. Come on, Robin. Uh, Lisa sent in the next one, 2010 OTTB gelding. Sonny retired from racing last fallen. Since then, we have given him a good slow start. He loves to jump and has knees to die for. <laughs> Needs to get his flat work nailed down as his neck reminds me of Nessie the Loch Ness Monster right now. <laughs> his canter is very adjustable. Adjustable b- between relaxed, nearly trotting, and I thought you wanted to walk. <laughs> He's not very tall, 15'2", I think. I haven't dug out my stick. Well, I actually don't own a stick, so he can be any size if you want him to be, if you fall in love with him. (laughs) Uh, He is dirt-colored, so that's a huge advantage those early mornings before a show. $750. (laughs) (laughs) He can be any size you want him to be. At least they're honest, right? He's really not 15'2", by the way. He's probably 14'1". I don't know. Yeah, I'll yeah, just take it, a guess. You know, that height thing really doesn't matter a lot. Just come out uh, and see you him. Know. You know what? He has a it's long neck, though. It's his heart that counts. It's, it's his, his heart. heart. That's right. His heart. And apparently, cantering is not something he enjoys. 
This uh, canner is adjustable between relaxed, <laughs> nearly trot. You know what we call a canner that's between a trot and a canner is we call it a tranter. A tranter? Is that what you world. call it? That's what we call it. It's <laughs> like, an Arizona term. Giddy up. No, that was my girlfriend in Georgia. She's like, uh, my horse was trantering along the cross country course. And I was like, that's the greatest word I've ever heard. <laughs> Emma, a new one, sent this one in. Thank you, Emma. Don't remember who's seen her name before. It's off of Facebook. And uh, the, the per, per person posting looks to be about 12. Hi, I'm looking for my dream horse. Yep, 12. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking for my dream horse. No more. Oh, you want to read this one in your best little girl voice? Oh, my gosh. I just stuck a piece of <laughs> in my mouth. That my uh, child can eat. This you've got to read this. This one. is New Zealand. Oh, you want the kid voice? Yeah, God. this has to be your best uh, teenage girl voice. Okay, you may a second here. All right, and uh, apparently uh, the peanut gallery wants you to read it your best little kid voice too. Lucas is Absolutely. going. Absolutely, read it, mom. <clears throat> okay, this is New Zealand horse for sale. I will not do a New Zealand accent because <laughs> my brain can't yeah. even do a no, New Zealand. No, no, no. We and don't want to lose all our listeners in time. New Zealand either. So. <laughs> Oi. Hey, no, don't do Wait. it. <laughs> We're like, sorry, hey, right? We apologize to everybody down under right now. Hi, you guys. I'm like totally looking for my dream horse. I can like not pay more than a thousand dollars, but I'm like not willing to organize transport. But I will totally pay up to another hundred to get him to my place in Wellington. I unhandled totally like unbroken gray colt. I don't mind what age though, as long as he's unbroken and he's like going to end up like a sort of dark gray sort of color. <laughs> so like totally has to be at least 17 hands, but I like don't want any thoroughbreds. No, we don't want those. No. Any takers? <laughs> Do they straight. get calls? Do people get calls off of these? We need to I start see- calling them and finding out. I see no comments on the bottom of this from no, screenshot. No, uh, let me get this straight. You want a you want an unbroken, uncastrated male that is going to end up gray and going to end up seventeen hands, but you want a baby and is going to end up putting you in the hospital about twelve times. There's so much wrong with that. Yeah, well, wow, Emma, she doesn't work. like her unbroken bones because she's about to see what that's like. Uh, what is I want Emma? Emma obviously. Uh, I think in New Zealand, NZ horses for sale, probably, right? Yeah. yeah. I want Emma to call in and tell me what a teenage New Zealander sounds like. Yes. We'll get an, we'll get Emma on the line. <laughs> yes, she can do the accent. Anybody who's in New Zealand that can call and give you, because I mean, I gave you the American team. Hey, that's a damn good idea. You know, a lot of our listeners now are figuring out how to use the recorders on their phones. We'll have them read the ads and just send us the sound files and we could do nothing on Friday. Oh my God, that's genius. It's genius. Next, we'll get that, get on that, people. Start recording these ads yourself and submitting them to us. We'll play Oh my them. God, that's the best idea I've ever I heard. I love that idea. And we can just sit back. You can eat your breakfast. We're good. If you read the ad, your name gets put in twice to win the prize. Oh, there you go. That's a good idea. I love that idea. We'll put your name on twice. You get double airline points. That's right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Double the miles. (laughs) Angela sent that. You want me to read the next one? Um, I'll do it because you're going to do the draft. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to do that one. Uh, This is also from Facebook. Angela sent this one in. I-S-O. That's 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 um if you don't know Glenn that's talk for in search of okay. Gotcha. Yeah. 
Aya, so I'm thinking about getting back into English writing. I wrote a 15.5 Western seat, not freaky, wanting to get, oh, <laughs> just one sentence. Not freaky wanting to get into jumping or anything yet. I'd like an old lady saddle. That's fine. <laughs> Let me know what you got. Let me go to ovationriding.com and see if there's a listing for old lady saddles. Is that a special category? <laughs> Run that one through Bing, if you don't mind. Does it have little rails on the side? What? What's an old lady saddle? Uh, you know, are the stirrups, uh, you know, the extendable, you can like a little ladder. I don't know. What I love saddles. Craigslist, but I am just thankful for everybody that has an anything to do with putting bad ads on Facebook because <laughs> I love the screenshots. I love it. All right. The last one of the day uh, is from Georgia, Georgia Hall. Percheron Belgian gelding for sale, $1,500 right up my alley. Jennifer, look out. It's in Fontaine. I don't know where that is. Great riding horse. Can be left alone in pasture for a long time, then jump on and go like he's been rode all along. We'll walk, trot, and gallop with no problem. Probably even Tranter if you want him to. No, <laughs> we do have issues catching him. Oh, you know how it always starts with the good things and then ends with the problems? Well, here we go. We do have issues catching him, but take a bucket of food out, and once you get a hold of him, you can do whatever you want. Now, keep in mind when I read the rest of these problems that this is a Pertron Belgian gelding, probably 17 and a half hands, weighing one th or 2,000 pounds. He hasn't had his feet done in a while. He needs a very patient farrier. Oh, great. Try and find a farrier that's going to put up with a draft horse that will not cooperate. Do you know my farrier, just to interrupt, um, she, I said, I've got a new client that wants, you know, to come to their house. And I said, is there, you know, and I was telling her about the horses. She's like, nope, I don't do drafts. <laughs> She's like, well, kills she back. will do yearlings getting ready for the sale. Okay. Yearling thoroughbreds. She's fine with shoeing. Will not do a draft horse. <laughs> and until Sorry. you've picked up an 18 and a half hand Percheron's foot, you don't appreciate how heavy that is. She will hold on to a <laughs> stud colt and let it take her down the barn. But by God, she's like, I, have not, I can't do a draft horse. <laughs> uh, he hasn't had his feet done in a while. Uh, he needs a very patient farrier. He has a bad habit of snatching his feet from you. Last time, it took over three hours to do his feet. What do you think they charged him? $1,000 to do his feet? Professional time. Yeah. He charged per hour. <laughs> he rides great, but he can spook from some things. But all he does is jump to the side. He's not one that's going to run off with you. Unless he doesn't have to because your ass is on the ground when he jumps to the side. He ducks Unless out from underneath you. <laughs> like, what if you're leading him and he jumps to the side? And, yeah. oh, he jumps Oops. to your side. Oops. You know that foot you so valued? Well, it's black and blue now. Oh, my God. <laughs> he jumps to the side. We all know, anybody that's ridden, that the horse that can do that little side thing is putting you on the ground. You're going to yep. be on your ass. And that's a long way down from 17 oh hands. Yeah, this when I highly recommend having owned draft horses. When you get your first draft horse, do not buy this one. It's not going to be a good experience. Also submitting this week were Celeste, Tabitha, Stephanie, Angela, Lisa, Laura, Joy, and Reginald. Thank you so much for sending your ads in. We're sorry they didn't make the cut. We just plain ran out of time. But terrific batch of ads, as usual. And you're all in the running for a Glenn's bag of crap. And double your entries for the bag of crap 
by recording the ad yourself, just on your iPhone, just take that little audio thing and email it to Glenn two ends at horseradionetwork.com. And you know what? Every phone has it. Even uh, Android phones have recorders in them. It's very simple to figure out. Record it. Do your best accents. We want to hear your best accents. And uh, More entries to the better ones. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to be judgy. And, and Emma, Jerry Johnson need not apply. You can suck it. And Emma, Emma, you can send it in and you don't even need to do an accent. You already have a pretty accent. So just Use your regular accent and, and send it in. She's probably really young, so she's just going to be like, read it as yourself because, like, you're totally looking for your dream horse. Like, otherwise, you wouldn't have been surfing on New Zealand horses for sale. And, Jerry, I can't think of a better way to end today's show. By the way, keep in mind, website down over the weekend. Oh, my God, my internet connection is going out. I gotta go. <laughs> cannot think of a I better way. Host a podcast. To end today's when show. When she's not out. Cleaning stalls out. See y'all. Have a great weekend. With a scrub brush and a bucket. If you make her mad, she tells you to go suck it. Suck it. She's a vegan. She rides horses. Tries to jump them around her courses. Till she fell off. Got put on crutches. Now she's taking medication by the bunches. Are you still taking those drugs, by the way? Last but not least, here's the (laughs) challenge. Who's replacing... Her best friend, Alan. It must be someone super you miss Alan, awesome. Don't you? Facebook comment said it should be Jerry Johnson. Again, out of respect for your wife. <laughs> not gonna say what's <laughs> she loves you, Jerry. She really does. <laughs> this is her way of showing it. <laughs>